Mavs fans, and welcome to another episode of Mavs Content Crazy. I am your host, David C., as always. Hey there, Mavs fans, and welcome to another episode of Mavs Content Crazy. I'm your host, David C., as always, and today definitely got a little out of hand. Coming up in today's episode, we're going to talk about some of the uh, extensions that got handed out today and some of the mad money that was handed out to some of these guys that you really didn't expect, as well as some of the guys who didn't get a contract and what will the Mavericks do now as far as who we can go after now. So right away, I'll start it off with uh, some of the guys that got some big money here in the last few days and a couple other guys that, that just got their, their big extensions that were supposed to be free agents in 2021 that were potential targets for the Mavericks and got uh, a couple of guys that I thought we could go after and one that I really wanted us to go after uh, if you listen to my previous pod on who I thought should be our number one target in free agency and that was Rudy Gobert. You know, I really did not expect the Utah Jazz to max him. I really didn't expect them to give him that much money. They did. Good for them. You know, they kept their, you know, all defensive player back there to man that center. You know, Rudy Gobert got a five-year, $205 million deal. Hey, you know, can't can't get mad at him for taking that money. Uh, he wanted to be there. You know, it, it's the only team he's been a part of really in the NBA so far. So, you know, he's doing good things there. He's got some great accolades while being a part of that team. And, you know, he's going to be a part of it now for the years to come. So good for him. Obviously, the other guy that was out there that got the Supermax money, um, Giannis Antetokounmpo, got his five years, $228 million. You know, Mass fans, you know, we, we all wanted him. But, of course, that's not going to happen. And now uh, that we get those two big ones out of the way, of course, we have the other big free agents who are, who are going to be free agents that we knew were going to get extensions. LeBron James got his two-year, $85 million. Anthony Davis got his five-year, $195 million. Paul George and kind of an unexpected one got his four years, 190 million. You know, so not a lot of surprises there when it comes to those guys other than Paul George. You know, I didn't expect the Clippers would extend him like that, especially the way they, you know, were bounced out, you know, fairly easily. But I, I more power to him. Kawhi Leonard also is expected to be a free agent. Uh, I, I believe he has a player option, but, you know, I don't see any reason why he wouldn't work out some sort of extension with the Clippers as well. <laughs> Although with Kawhi, you just you never really know what's going on in that guy's head. You know, he's liable to just take a, a left turn somewhere and just, you know, take off to another city. But, you know, more than likely, he's going to stay with the Clippers. I don't, I don't see him leaving there, and I don't see why he would leave, uh, leave there. He was trying to get to L.A. Everyone knew that since he was in San Antonio before he went to Toronto. Um, and, you know, he finally made that happen for himself, and so I don't see why he would, you know, leave out of there. Um, Bam Adebayo got his five-year, $163 million to stay as the, you know, pretty much the, the mainstay for the Heat now next to uh, Jimmy Butler. You know, Donovan Mitchell, you know, another guy for the Utah Jazz who, you know, definitely is their future. You know, you expected him to get his, you know, his five-year extension worth $195 mil. Jason Tatum, you know, the face of Boston now got his five-year, $163 million. You know, now those were just some of the bigger guys who were supposed to be free agent and could have been potential targets for the Mavs, you know, more than likely none of those guys were going to come here anyway, with 
the exception of, you know, maybe Gobert or Giannis had they hit free agency, but that didn't happen. You know, let's move on from them as, as nice as that would have been. Now, some of the signings that coming up in this next segment, uh, I'm going to talk about the guys that you really didn't expect to get the kind of money that they received uh, here in the last 24 hours. So today, and, and I am recording this on Monday, um, so there weren't a lot of signings of <laughs> some crazy money. Like, I don't know, you know, what in the world is going on here? You know, I <laughs> I didn't expect to see this kind of money being thrown around at players that, you know, you wouldn't think are going to get this much money. You know, 2021 was supposed to be a year where there was supposed to be so many free agents and so many guys available, even in the mid-tier and lower tier that, that many teams could have went, in there, went after, not only just the Mavericks, but, you know, there was expected to be a lot of suitors for a lot of these free agents that were supposed to hit the open market. But, you know, in this offseason, I, I don't know I don't know what you would call this offseason. It's not definitely not the summer. This winter, um, <laughs> you know, a lot of guys were re-signed and a lot of guys stayed with their team. And, and everyone else is pretty much signing their extensions now. And maybe this has something to do with, you know, the pandemic. And, and in that sense, I can understand players not wanting to uproot. You know, if, if you feel safe right now and you're in an environment in which you feel like your family is safe as well, I don't see why, if you're going to get paid good money, you're going to leave the, the city that you're in right now. So I can definitely get why some of these players are staying. Now, that being said, I don't understand <laughs> the money that some of these guys are getting that uh, let's just talk about the guys in the last 24 hours who have gotten extensions you know Luke Kennard who got traded over to the Clippers got a four-year 64 million dollar extension with the Clippers now that right there is you know pretty <laughs> interesting Kennard has you know been someone who has been uh not what people thought he was going to be coming out of the draft he was expected to be so much more and maybe in Detroit, he just wasn't being used properly. And, and the Clippers have seen something in him so far in this mini training camp, offseason, whatever, um, since they acquired him that they really like. So if he's someone that they think can contribute right away to their team and be a part of their team and the core going forward, I get it. Um, but that's a lot of money to invest in someone who's still a little bit of an unknown commodity when it comes to Luke Kennard. Um the San Antonio Spurs and Derek White, another player who, you know, he's okay, I would say. You know, average at best. He's definitely not even a mid-tier player, I wouldn't think. Um, you know, he got four years, $73 million. So, you know, these contracts are just kind of, you know, getting pretty up there. Um, you know, it's not that I don't think he's a good player. I think Derek White is a good player. Uh, you know, he is a good shooter. But four years at $73 million, you know, you're tying yourself to him for a while. Um, now, I don't know the full lengths of the contract. There may be a third-year player option or team option in there. And, of course, that kind of changes that scenario in which it's only three years and not four. And there's some control over that last year. Now, if that's the case, then, you know, th that's a little bit more understandable when it comes to some of these contracts. Um, Jonathan Isaac. It's another one for the Orlando Magic. You know, he's been injured so much. Now, he definitely has the potential to be a star in this league. You know, he has the size and ability uh, to do so many things on the court. 
But again, you know, we're talking about someone you just haven't seen enough of, especially with the injuries that he's had right off the bat. And he got a four-year, $80 million deal. Now, that's a good chunk of money, as I stated, for a player you just haven't seen enough of. Now, if he has, you know, one heck of a year, he's averaging a double-double, you know, somewhere in that, you know, 17 to 20 points and, you know, around 10 rebounds a game, then, you know, make me eat my words and be worth that money. But, you know, until we see a, a, a more of him on the court, it's kind of hard to understand $80 million over four years for Jonathan Isaac. Um, <laughs> another one that's just kind of funny, you know, there's been a lot of uh, negativity talked about Kyle Kuzma <laughs> with the Lakers from their own organization and from everyone, you know, on the outside. You know, as a Mavs fan, I'm definitely not a, not a fan of Kyle Kuzma myself. Uh, but he got paid to stay with the Lakers, you know, three years, $40 million. That's not a bad deal for him, to be honest. You know, he's he's just, you know, pretty steady for them. He's been improving. Uh, there's always going to be knock on him because he was expected to be so much more, and then he talks so much that, <laughs> you know, he brings a lot of heat on to himself. So, um, you know, that's a little bit more closer to what some of these contracts should have been when you look at some of these players and some of the money they got thrown out there. Like, here's a one that I'm about to say for the Orlando Magic as well that I just, for the life of me, am not going to understand. Markel Fultz got a three-year, $50 million deal to stay with the Orlando Magic. Now, <laughs> um, I'm not sure what in the world is going on there. You know, Markel Fultz has not really shown... Uh, enough of anything over any significant amount of time to warrant $50 million. Now, is he capable? Absolutely. The guy, you know, was number one overall pick, but he forgot how to shoot for a year. Last year, uh, uh, you know, when he got to Orlando, he seemed to, you know, pick his game up a bit, and he definitely didn't look good in his time there. But again, we're talking about $50 million for a player you just haven't seen enough of. To, to give him that kind of money. And this is just, you know, kind of killing the market when it comes to other players that are going to actually hit free agency as well. You know, so Mavericks may have to rethink about even going after some of these players now because of what they're going to be kind of expecting as far as money goes. Um, now, one that I was interested for the Mavericks and agent, uh, but Toronto didn't allow that to happen. OG Ananobi. You know, he landed on a four-year, $72 million deal. Um, again, I just haven't seen enough from Ananobi to say he's worth $72 million. Good player. You know, I would have liked him on the Mavs, um, but that's a steep price, you know. So, uh, those were just some of the, <laughs> you know, frenzy signing extensions that, that happened today and, and you know, some of the ones that we already know about. And some of these players, we thought we were going to have a chance at. You know, we thought we were going to get into free agency and, you know, give them a pitch and at least see if we had a chance to get some of these players here in Dallas. Unfortunately, none of these guys are going to hit the open market. They all have their money. They're all staying on their teams. So coming up in this next segment, we're going to talk about what will the Mavs do now and what's still out there. So... What will the Mavericks do now? Now, I've already went over a few different trade scenarios in, in previous pods, guys that are going to be free agents in previous pods, and guys that we could go after. So if you're interested to hear some of that, you can uh, listen to my last two or three pods. I actually went over 
a couple of guys that we could get in trade at the deadline, a couple of free agents and things like that. But today I want to look at some of the guys that didn't get extensions today, did, did not reach agreements with their team. So they're going to be restricted free agents in the upcoming season. Now, some of these guys, uh, it's going to be kind of interesting if the Mavericks were to throw a good offer sheet at these players, because if they did, uh, I don't think that some of these teams would be willing to match just because what they're trying to do moving forward and the players that they currently have under roster. Now, there's always that option to keep your player and, and not do what Sacramento did and, and let them just sign somewhere else. You know, you always have the option to match it and go over the cap and then move them in trade from that point. But you're hoping that someone at the trade deadline is going to be willing to take on that player. And if not, now you're going to have an unhappy player on your team and it's going to be hard to really do something with. Um, so when I look at some of these players, now there's a few of them that I think kind of really stand out as far as, you know, just optimal fits right now for the Mavericks moving forward as a young team. Now, all these players, as I stated, are all going to be restricted and they did not receive contracts here at the deadline. Um, so one of them I just want to get out the way because I don't think he would be a good fit here in Dallas um, is Lonzo Ball. You know, he is a good player. I have no nothing to say as, as far as him not being a good point guard, but we don't need a point guard. And he's not going to be willing to come off the bench. And Richardson is definitely going to stay in our starting lineup because uh, I see us resigning him too in the offseason because, you know, we didn't resign him either here at the deadline as far as give him an extension. But I see us keeping him pretty much at no matter what it costs next year. Um but Lonzo is a guy that I just don't think we know was going to fit on our team. You know, he's going to get good money somewhere to go be a starter. So, um, you know, I expect him to, to get some good money. Um, another player I don't want to talk too much about because I've already talked about him before as far as trading for him. But he didn't get a contract today either was Laurie Markkinen. 23 years old, 16 points, 8 rebounds, an assist, and a one block and one steal game. Uh, you know, 84% free throw shooter and 35% from the three-point line. You know, one heck of a player I think would fit great here. As I said uh, in a previous episode, if the Mavericks were to throw some max money at him, the Bulls might retain him just because I don't see what else they have. So I think he's more than likely to get matched if we threw an offer sheet at him. Uh, so I, I don't see that one being, you know, as likely. But <laughs> me personally... That's probably, you know, someone I would love to see here. Uh, can you imagine, you know, Porzingis and Markkinen on the court next together, uh, next to each other, I should say, um, with Luca out there, and then you got Richardson out there. You know, it's, <laughs> it's a lot of shooting on that court that, I mean, it would kind of, we'd probably set another record as far as the most efficient offense in the NBA <laughs> if we were to pick him up. Um, one player who is kind of interesting, but... No, I don't think he brings that, that starting potential that we need right off the bat if we were to go after him. And that's uh, Zach Collins from Portland. You know, Portland chose not to, uh, you know, give him an extension here, making him a restricted free agent. And, you know, he's got good size, obviously, seven foot, and he's only 23 years old. Uh, but he's only average, you know, six points and four rebounds and an assist and one block a game. And that's due to a lot of injury and... You know, that's kind of concerning uh, when you got these young guys. When they're that size and they already have injuries, you know, it's it's kind of an alarm bell. And we're already dealing, you know, with that with Porzingis. And, and I'm pretty confident Porzingis is going to come back healthy. And I think he's going to be good for us this year. 
but it's still a bit of an unknown, you know, with Porzingis as far as his future goes. So do we really want to take, you know, a risk on a guy, you know, in his few seasons already in the league, this going into his fourth season for Zach Collins, um, on not getting hurt again? I think he could be more productive in our offense, and that's pretty much goes for any player, thanks to Rick Carlisle. You know, as I've said before, you know, he just seems to, uh, you know, work his magic with any player that, that comes into our system and just makes it work. Um, now, these last two players that I want to talk about, they're the two guys that I think the Mavericks should throw, you know, max offer sheets at and see if we can land one of them because they're both young players. And I think both could make the Mavericks, you know, a contending team right away. So the first guy I want to talk about is uh, Jared Allen, as far as these two young guys, I think they could fit nicely. Jared Allen from the Nets, you know, he's 6'11", he's 22 years old. Um, you know, last season he averaged 10 points, 8 rebounds, and, you know, one and a half blocks per game. He shot 61% from the field. 70% from the free throw line in 24 minutes. Now, he's not a three-point shooter, but he does give you, you know, just an all-around solid guy in the paint. And as a defender, you know, he's one of the best in the league around that paint. You know, he's going to give you so much uh, and, and can really, you know, affect the game that way. So I think Jared Allen, you know, 23 years old, you know, he could be a, a long-term fit next to Luka and Porzingis. And if Richardson, as you know, as just said previously, does fit the way I expect him to, that's four guys that that are young and can really do so much for you. Now Richardson's 27, so he's a little bit older, but still, you have a young core in place that can do something for some years going forward. And you know, Adams' defensive presence, you know, uh, gives you so much in the middle. Um, would the Nets, you know? match an offer sheet if we threw it at him you know they have so much money uh invested right now in some of their guys that if they don't win it this year with the team that they have are they looking to try to make a different move in the 2021 free agency are they looking to go after someone else that they think they could put them over the top versus keeping allen and trying to move forward with him now like i said it's hard to move off of him at 22 years old but if durant and Kyrie Irving, you know, aren't happy with not winning and doing something pretty significant right away. Um, you know, I can see them not wanting to match a max offer sheet to him and, you know, going after someone else in free agency and, and the Mavericks could steal him away uh, from the Nets and have him for some years to come. Um, now, the last guy I want to talk about and the guy <laughs> uh, Atlanta would hate us for going after, but... You know, I think he would be just really the perfect fit on the Mavericks um, would be John Collins. Now, I didn't expect the Hawks to not get him an extension here at this deadline. You know, I didn't think they were going to let him hit a uh, free agency. And it could be interesting if the Mavericks were willing to throw, you know, some pretty big money at Collins. You know, they stretched themselves out this, this free agency, uh, signing some of these guys that they got with Bogdanovich and Gallinari. And have locked themselves down pretty pretty much financially, and so John Collins is a, someone who's got you know really good size at six nine. He's twenty three years old. Um, you know, another guy that could be a, a core piece going forward in the future. 
You know, he averaged 16 points, nine rebounds, two assists, and one block. Uh, you know, in this going as his fourth season, he's 60% from the field, a 75% free throw shooter, and you know, the biggest thing, a 37% three point shooter. I mean. Good Lord, that's that's pretty dangerous, and he's not shabby defensively either. <laughs> you know, he gives you uh, something in the back back there, and it takes some pressure off of Porzingis. Now, um, in each of his you know seasons since he's come into the league, he's just increased all of his numbers, his points, his rebounds, and his shooting has all gone up every single year since he's been in the league. Now, last year he actually averaged basically twenty one and ten. Um, and 40% from the three-point line. Uh, you know, the more minutes he gets, the more production you're going to get at John Collins. And at 23 years old, you know, I think he could be someone that's pretty interesting to have out there next to Luca and Porzingis. And, you know, could give you a lot because he can stretch the floor. You know, he's, he's not a, you know, ball-handling big, so he's not going to do a lot for you in that regard. But he does give you... You know, something pretty dangerous, you know, as far as shooting goes. And he's good in the mid-range as well. So, you know, John Collins is a guy um, that the Mavericks could seriously throw some money at. And he does fit here in Dallas. So, I'm not sure if the Mavericks could go that route or if they're willing to go that route. You know, what other names we're looking at. And, uh, you know, I, I just think he could be a really good fit here. But to sum it up, the Mavericks will end up uh, keeping us on our toes pretty much like they always do when it comes to the trade deadline and free agency and what in the world we're going to do next. <laughs> we're, we're not sure, but the Mavericks will, you know, cook something up and they'll make something happen. So that does it for today's episode, Mavs fans. I just wanted to kind of go over, you know, some of the craziness that happened today and, and still kind of leave you a glimmer of light of what we could do you know as far as some of these guys moving forward so make sure you tune in to tomorrow's episode where i'm going to have a game preview of the mavericks and Suns and the matchup going into our season opener here on december the 23rd already coming up here in a couple days here so that's it for today mavs fans i hope you like what you heard today if you did make sure you hit that subscribe button like share with your friends and hope you listen again, Mass fans. See you next time. Okay. So what we're gonna do? I don't know. What you wanna do? Look, Flaps. First I say what we're gonna do. Then you say I don't know what you wanna do. Then I say what we're gonna do. You say what you wanna do. What we're gonna do? What you want? Let's do something. Okay. What you wanna do? Blimey. There you go again. The same notes again. I've got it. This time I've really got it.